This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. You listen to the West MY podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West MY podcast with myself, Dave Walker, an XWHU employee. Tonight we're going to touch on a very poor performance from England on Friday night before playing a West Ham related version of Would You Rather. X will be giving us his weekly news updates before ending the show with questions from patrons of the West Ham Way. That's all coming up on tonight's show. X, that was a bit shit on Friday, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was a bit a bit dull, I'm not going to lie. Um, wasn't the greatest performance, unfortunately, as we've known from Euro 96 and stuff. You can make fantastic memories against Scotland if you play well, but uh, unfortunately we didn't. Um, yeah, not good. guess they got the point, which is, I mean, obviously wanted three, but it could have been worse, I guess, but still not not a great performance. I actually thought the Croatia performance was okay, and I wasn't sure on why the players got stick, but that performance was pretty dire, to say the least. However, as I said, it's the results, not awful, and if they beat the Czech Republic, they finish top of the group, so too early mm. to write them off just yet. Oh, it definitely is, and it's funny, isn't it, how you see the transition between the reactionary world of West Ham and England now, and it's probably the same people, to be honest. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't happy with what I saw on Friday at all. And I am not as enthusiastic about our performance against Croatia as you was, to be honest. But I think what's a bit worrying is when we're going to start performing at this tournament. Because if we carry this level of performance into the next game and then into the knockouts... Is it just going to be a damp squid? And listen, I'm not going to turn my back on Gareth Southgate because one thing I admire about him and respect him for is going against the grain of the old guard England and actually, you know, being fresh with his ideas and giving youth a chance and building for the future. I, I like that and I respect it. But I got a lot of stick for this in the last major tournament, but I still stand by it. 
we only had two difficult games in that tournament and we lost both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet yet the whole nation understandably celebrated getting to a semi-final. But we had two difficult games and lost them both. Now we're going into this tournament now, and okay, we've got four points. So you know, you could say we'll look at it in black and white. But if we don't perform against the Czech Republic and then we get knocked out in the early rounds, I know I'd, I'd be tempted to give Gareth one more tournament, to be honest, and then start to look elsewhere. I mean, I don't know if I'm being a bit of a Debbie Downer on it and maybe a bit reactionary myself. I don't know. But I mean, am I? What, what, what do you think? Um, I, I think I would, I think it's a bit of a reaction, overreaction. I mean, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, it does depend where we finish in this tournament. I mean, I will take a couple of bad performances if we then end up getting, I think, semi-finals again has got to be the minimum, really. Mm. Even though there are some very good teams in this tournament. I mean, I think Italy, which are always my second team, so I'm quite pleased, have looked really good. I think Holland have looked good, obviously. Um, Germany and France have some great players. Belgium, who are playing now. I'm not actually sure what the score is, actually, but they look like they've got a chance. Um, so there's some really, really strong teams in this tournament. Um, mm. And, um, you know, I think a semi-final, if we got to the semi-finals, I think you could probably say um, that, yeah, he maybe deserves the World Cup. And then if, again, maybe if that's all, if that's, you know, if he doesn't win it then, which it's been a bit harsh because obviously one of you thinks it's 66, you probably yeah. would need to mm. consider something because ultimately we've got to win it eventually. And this is, this is the best crop of players he's had. Like we've had in a long time, I would say. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he's made some strange decisions. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the fact mm. he was going to bring four right backs to the tournament is bizarre. Yeah. Um, the fact he took Harry Kane off, um, even though he wasn't playing very well, but he needed a goal was bizarre. The fact he took Foden off, again, looking for a goal, um, it was very bizarre. And I think um, Rice has been told, you know, you've literally got to protect the defence and don't break forward. We want you to just cover that defence. And, you know, he's getting a bit of stick from England fans, but ultimately, um, he said West Ham, England have collected um, two clean sheets. So he's obviously doing his job, but it just unfortunately he's not able to be as effective as he is for West Ham. Yeah. And I just and I just think, yeah, I think it'd be I think he needs to mix it up a little bit against um Czech Republic. I think I would give like Sancho a game. I would make sure Grealish started. Mm. I think I think he's being helped a little bit because I don't think Mount um can play. So that gives one midfield option um because of the COVID thing, which again I do not understand whatsoever. I don't know if you've heard about this, but um the Scotland player Gilmore's tested positive for um, yes. Yeah, but because he wasn't in close proximity of any Scottish player, none of them else have to um have to isolate. Yeah, he he hugged um uh Chilwell and Mason Mount at the end of the game and now apparently they have to isolate. Mate don't get me fucking started on this, X. This, this will be a four-hour podcast. And I'll I lose my shit. You know, <laughs> you know how I feel about this. For fuck's sake, and don't I... get me on a political subject, mate. Uh, it's not going to end well for anyone. But, no, no, no. I'm not sure I even dared mention that to you. To be fair, but, but the, thing, the, the thing is, it is absolutely. I mean, I I'm not as passionate about you on the whole conspiracy theory side of it. But mm. what I do agree with is the ridiculousness of it all and the inconsistencies and stuff. And apparently. 
can't remember what Scottish player it was there, Robertson maybe, had a video of him playing um, pool with Gilmore and they were like right next to each other and he deleted it off social media because obviously that would have evidence that they are in close proximity and apparently he doesn't have to isolate. So <laughs> it's all a bit bizarre. But um, yeah, I um, I, I, I think it wasn't a great performance. It was, it was boring. I'm not going to lie. I struggled to stay mm. awake during it, if mm. I'm honest with you. Mm. Friday night when I, um, when I had a long week um, and I was dozing off frequently. But, and I know the England players are down about it. I mean, I'm not that, you know, I can claim to have spoken to any of them, obviously, but through through people I know and people that have no Declan and stuff, you know, I think they were down about the performance. Um, but, uh, that if they turn out a good performance against the Czech Republic and finish top of the group, well, then that's what you, all you can ask for, really, isn't it? And they've got to build on it. I, as far as I remember, I don't remember any team that's ever won a major international tournament absolutely smashing every single game. Mm. They've almost, like, grown into the tournament as the tournament's gone on. So, hopefully, that's the case of England. And I can't say I'm confident. If you were to ask me now, will England win the Euros? To be honest, I would say no. But mm. still, you know, so we, we don't know just yet. Well, there is a few whispers floating around suggesting that it would be more favourable for England if we did finish second and that Southgate is aware of that. I mean, you don't think that's playing a part in it, do you? No, I don't think so. And I think that might have changed now anyway. I'm not sure. But oh, really? I, yeah, I'm not sure what the actual circumstance was. But I, I don't I don't think he will. It's too risky. Yeah. You know, if we if yeah. we go, say, and lose the Czech Republic because we're trying to get a draw or whatever, and then and then Scotland win, then we could probably potentially be out of the tournament, I think. So it's just, um, yeah, it's too risky to do things like that. Yeah, yeah. Right, so I thought we could have some fun tonight and play the game Would You Rather, the West Ham edition. Okay? <laughs> we played this many a time on holiday, <laughs> many a time. Although I don't know if it's appropriate for, <laughs> for our podcast, most of the criteria. Time will tell. Okay? Okay. Because I've got some questions for X that range from interesting to controversial to completely random. Right, so, <laughs> so, mate, if you're ready, I'll give you the first one. You have to answer as well, I take it. Some of these I really don't want to answer, to be honest. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Would you rather win the league, which could then propel us to greatness, qualify for Champions League, more money, attract better players, could be the start of a, a massively successful future for us, or return to Upton Park? Oh, geez. <laughs> That's a tough one to kick off with. What what <laughs> what sort of success do we have at Upton Park? You, you don't know. You don't know. You could get relegated. You could win the league at Upton Park. You, you don't know. Oh, see, it's, it's the thing is, it's so contradictory to how I was. But when we got the Olympic move, because I was like, yeah, we need to go to the London Stadium to kick on. It'd be double the size stadium, brand new facilities, blah, 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 blah. And I really bought into the dream. And yeah, that will help West Ham kick on to winning the league. So if we then won the league, it was what I was saying it was going to be. However, having experienced, well, obviously I haven't been this season, but what, every season since this season at, um, at the stadium I am um, I don't enjoy it like I used to at Upton Park I, ju- I just don't get mm. the same feel I don't mm. know the same people that I used to know I don't have the same view I don't have the same match day experience I don't have the same like f- like sentiment and stuff so I think 
actually now I've always said that glory and performance on the pitch is what matters but because Upton Park was so special and I miss it so much I think I'd go back mm, it's a tough one though yeah, isn't it very tough very tough I think I agree with you mm. um I mean, look, part of me thinks I don't want to die never seeing West Ham win a trophy. Mm. And if you look at just how far we could then progress if we did win the league, that's massively, massively tempting for me. But it's not just the stadium at Upton Park. It's the history that we all grew up falling in love with. It's the pre-match rituals. Our event would be there as well in the Working Man's Club. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, I think I'd go back to Upton Park. And I don't think we'll be... Um, alone in saying that no. would you rather keep gsb or sell to a billionaire investor that again x could completely change our fortunes could make big money signings could propel us to the next level title contention sky's the limit but we have to change our name or should i say alter our name so I'll give an example if it's red bull it has to be red bull west ham Jeez, these are really hard, mate. Good questions. Um, for... <sighs> I don't really know you know, because it's almost contradicting myself with the previous question now, because, yeah. because like, obviously I'm saying how much I miss it and the traditions and stuff. And I would hate to be called Red Bull West Ham, but then at the end of the day, it is only a name. As much as that is our history... And that's what we've always been called, for, obviously, apart from Thames Ironworks. Um, oh, RGSB that bad, so I want to change the name as well. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is hard. What do you think? I, I've, I'm, again, attracted by the potential of success and how massive that could be for West Ham. Yeah. But my mindset, I think, is... We've lost our stadium. We've lost our badge. If we're going to lose our name as well, I might as well go and fucking support someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and if you did get a massive amount of success from it, who is actually getting the success? Because is it West Ham? Because, you know, what is West Ham? Who are West Ham anymore? Yeah. If we're not even fucking called West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. It's like supporting another team, isn't it? It is a little bit for me, I think. Yeah. I'm really torn. Because obviously they've been quite toxic and part of the reason that we are no longer West Ham is or a large part of the reason is because of them. So to that, so then we almost say, right, well, we have to keep them to remain West Ham or they were the ones that got rid of the ground. They're the ones that got rid of the badge. Yep. 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 We have to keep them to keep our history. Well, Mm. if it weren't for them, we'd have more of a history as it was. Um, It's a good point. It's a good point. I think I'm going to just, just go with keeping them because I just think you're right. If I'm supporting Red Bull West Ham at the London Stadium with a new badge, that's not the team I grew up supporting. Mm. And I would have lost every bit of the club I supported as a kid. And it's Mm -hmm. almost sad. It's like the death of my football club. Yeah, so I, agree. I think I would go with that. Yes, keep them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, as much as I'm not going to praise them too much, we have had a good season this year. It's not like we've got relegated or whatever. We have just qualified for the Europa League. Um, so this season, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt as well. Mm, I agree. I agree. Would you rather West Ham do the double over Tottenham next season 
or we lose both games, but England win the Euros? Oh my God, mate, you've got some really good questions. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> For me, it's always club over country. Always. Yeah. Yep. Always. Like by a long distance. But but although is is that worth six points this is what I mean. over rivals as opposed to your nation winning a major tournament? This is what I mean, and that's the dilemma. You know, if it was West Ham winning the cup or England winning the Euros, it'd be West Ham, no no question. Yeah, I knew you'd say that, which is why I tried to make it a bit, bit more difficult. Yeah. But two games and as much as I love beating Spurs. You can always do that again the next season, can't you? Do the double over them. Whereas the Euros and England winning it is very, very rare. And I can't, well, it's non-existent, isn't it? It hasn't ever happened. I mean, I can't I can't claim to be England's biggest supporter. However, the atmosphere in the country, I think, you know, I remember Euro 96. I don't, can you remember it? Or you just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, so the atmosphere in the country was absolutely amazing, wasn't it, for those two weeks until we lost yeah. to Germany, like that Holland game and the Scotland game. I just remember the vibe and the Spain penalty shootout. I just remember the, mm. the vibe in the country. It almost was magical. And I, sadly for those listeners that can't remember it it's really hard to describe but like everywhere you went people were happy mm. you know football's coming home was on everywhere everything on tv was it everyone had flags outside their house it was yeah. magical so i think i'm actually going to go against what i usually say i'm going to go with england because I think yeah. it would just make the country needs a lift. It's so doom and gloom at the moment. Whether we're going to get to go abroad again for another summer, who knows? But if we won the Euros and we get to stay in the country, England that won the Euros, I think it would be much more enjoyable. And yes, it would be painful that Tottenham beat us twice. But if we still had a good season nonetheless, then I could take it. Mm-hmm. I think you know my answer. You'd say West Ham. I would, yeah. But, yeah. but to be honest, though, X... I'm not as enthusiastic about England or international football as you are and everyone else. And I think everyone knows that. We spoke about it last week. So, you know, my love for West Ham, my hate for Tottenham and my lack of enthusiasm, really, as much as I want England to do well in this tournament, Mm. um, I can't be moved from nicking six points off of those cunts. So I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Would you rather lose David Moyes or would you rather lose Suchek and Shufel? Fuck me, I don't remember them being this hard when we played this in Ibiza. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I was drunk. Like, so just, like, I don't remember them being that hard. They're quite tough, aren't they, these questions? Yeah, they've, you've done really good on this. You've made them very, very close as well, which makes it so hard. Um, <laughs> I love Suchek and I love Chafel. I think they're amazing as players. I think they're exactly what we need. I think they bring a whole new level of team spirit to the side and they come across as really good blokes so I really like them however the most important person at any football club really is the manager and he has got us where we were he's sanctioned the move for both those players so maybe he'd be able to get some other players that are as good Um, and without David Moyes as manager who are we going to get whereas I'm sure there are other good right-backs and midfielders out there that we could get. So I think I'm going to go with keeping Moyes. I totally agree. And I can't add to what you've said there. I think you're spot on. Um, Brilliant players. Absolutely brilliant players. But yeah, I'm not sure who else could have done the job that Moyes has done for us, to be quite honest with you. You've hit the nail on the head. If you lose Moyes, who'd you go out and get? So Yeah. yeah, we agree on that one. 
Would you rather have a prime Declan Rice at West Ham or a prime Paolo Di Canio at West Ham? Oh, Jesus, mate. Stop this. Stop it. Don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Some of these are horrible, aren't they? Oh, God. It's, it depends. So this is going to be a bit weird, but it depends in what capacity, right? So obviously... As people know, both you and I have met Declan, and we know we do know Declan, and I've known him since he was like 16 and stuff on and off. So there's like a personal like interest in him as a West Ham player, like not just because I'm a West Ham fan, but because I've seen him develop and I know him, and I know you know people that know him, I know his brother a bit, you know. There's that I actually feel like I know Declan, whereas I don't think from memory I ever met Paolo. Like, I don't think I ever had the. No, I have. I've him. had the pleasure of meeting. I know you have on the last day of the season, uh, last yeah. game at some part, but yeah. I've never had the pleasure. However, watching him as a fan, it was magical. Yeah. It was so much fun watching him as a fan. And so he was just like legendary to watch, and you'd pay your money just to see him, let alone the team you supported. Totally so agree. it almost depends in what capacity. If it's like me as a person, as I am now. Oh, and I would rather keep Declan because of who he is. And you, like I said, because I feel like, because we, we also interviewed him. Do you remember when he was like 18 and stuff? Yeah. Uh, and I had, yeah. and he did a few articles for me for the West Ham way back in its early days as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've been on this journey with him a little bit. So as from a personal level, then yeah, then Declan. But if it's from a purely footballing perspective, and I let's just say I don't know either of them, I just watch them on the pitch. Yeah. And I think I'm going to go Paolo because that's not for me to say that I think Paolo is a better player than Declan necessarily. But it's because he was a more entertaining player than Declan. Declan's amazing, but he's a defensive midfielder that basically has to break up play, start playing, link the link the defense and the attack and stuff. But Paolo was just magical with his skills and his flair and his flicks and his turns and his goals and I just sometimes when I was on my way to West Ham I'd genuinely be excited not just about watching West Ham but just watching him um yeah so it, as I say it does depend in what capacity really with that one um but I guess no it's it, it, it depends on taking the emotion out of it and judging okay, as well, then it's to Canio then yeah yeah I agree I agree Paolo was just poetry mm. absolute poetry and do you know what when it comes to what they can bring to the team, there's not a lot no. in it. And, and that's massively complimentary to Declan because along with Dixie, Paolo is my all-time favourite player. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a massive compliment to just how good Declan is. But I, I can't not pick Paolo on this no, one. I agree. It's just the, that some of those games, like there's ones that stand out in my head, but like I remember Arsenal at home when we won 2-1, you know, and he scored both and he flicked it over Keon's yeah, head. Right, that game was my first weekend at university. And I got the car, I drove back with a, ass, a girl that I'd met at uni, an Arsenal fan, and we went to the game together. And I remember the whole way we were like ripping each other and she was like, you're going to get battered. You know, that was when they were really good, you know. Um, and and obviously Decanio did that and it was just I can just remember it so, so clearly. And, you know, I remember the, the, the goal against Wimbledon. I was there for that. I can remember it so clearly. The Chelsea game where he got two amazing goals. And just the games like, you know, the Bradford one where he stormed off the pitch and then took the penalty off Lampard. And just mm. the, like, it's just so much, so much. Oh, there is. The, the Wimbledon scissor kick, the yeah. Chelsea away goal. 
Um, even just moments like Everton away when he caught the ball. It's yeah. just Paolo, Paolo being Paolo. He was just a fucking genius. And I tell you what, how that man never played for Italy is beyond me. And the stupid thing is, if you look at his career, right, when he was in Italy, he scored goals for Juventus, Milan, yeah. Napoli. Yeah. So he scored goals for all the top Italian teams at yeah. Lazio. Um, and and yet he still didn't get in that team. I mean, it is a credit to Italy as well. Like obviously in the 90s and the early 2000s, Italy were, were an amazing team. But mm. still, like, you know, just to not be able to get into that team. And I think there was a period when he may have been able to play for England. Like I think, I think it was. Residency yeah. or something. And geez, like he would have been so good if we could. Mm. But yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's, um, it's it's like when you occasionally when you're feeling depressed, I've got a Paolo Di Canio DVD, and occasionally I just whack it on for memories. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah. A, a true icon at West Ham. Absolutely yeah. adored a man. Adored a man. And love the fact that he does punditry work now, even when he's in Italy with a West Ham tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah, that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely love that. Would you rather win the FA Cup and get relegated, or win nothing for ten years but stay in the Premier League? Oh God! Um, say the first bit again. Sorry. So, would you rather win the FA Cup, but in the same season get relegated, or win nothing for ten years but stay in the Premier League? I think it depends how quickly you get back after being relegated. Well, you don't know. That's the risk you take. <laughs> you might never come back. You might come back up the following season. I think. I'm going to go with win the FA Cup and get relegated because I've seen West Ham play in the Premier League many, many seasons. You know, I've had a season ticket for, what, 30 years now? Yeah, 30 years. And I've only ever seen West Ham play in the Championship. So first two years, we got we were up, then down, up. No, we went up, then down, up, then down. So that's two. Then we were in the Championship for two years under Pardew. And then once under Arrows. So in all those years, 30. I've seen West Ham in the Championship five years. And I've seen us in the Premier League for 25. And yes, it's been amazing to see some of the quality of players that I've seen over the years at, at Upton Park and the London Stadium. What have I got to show for it, really? Nothing mm-hmm. apart from a, a playoff final, a couple of playoff final wins into Toto for Cup final, winning an FA Cup final. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas it would be nice to say, I saw my team win the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. And that will always mm-hmm. be in history, although obviously the FA Cup's not as significant as it once was. And the Championship's mm-hmm. quite fun. There's some really good away mm-hmm. days in the Championship. Um, and yeah. being the bigger team in the league. Always, always quite fun as well because the opposition look forward to when West Ham are going to be coming. So it gives you that kind of big boy status. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with the FA Cup. Mm. Yeah, mate, again, we agree on that. And um, you literally word for word said what I was going to say myself. Uh, so I can't add to that. And we agree on that one. Would you rather, and this is based on this coming season, yeah? So in this transfer window... Would you rather sign one quality striker this season or two quality defenders? One quality striker. I think that's the easiest one so far because I think the defence is solid-ish already. You know, if you have Ogbonna and Dawson or Ogbonna and Diop or maybe Cresswell in there and you've got, 
You know, you've got Rice that can play there. There's youngsters, like Baptiste and stuff that are coming through. Whereas we've only got Antonio um, and mm-hmm. he's now, I don't know if you saw, he's now signed up to play for the Jamaican national team. And he's going to be playing yes. in the summer. So he'll probably get injured at that. So we need, we mm. need and forward. And, you know, we haven't had a top, I mean, I know Antonio and Anatovic have done well for us in recent seasons, but they were converted wingers. We haven't had a forward really since, but what, what? Vaz Tay, maybe, that scored regularly, that was bought as a striker. And, you know, even that was at mm. championship level. I mean, the last striker, really, that we've signed that has been consistently good, I guess, must be, what, Tevez, maybe? And then and then even then, that was only for a season, only half a season, really. So, um, mm. yeah, I think the striker, definitely. I think that's the easiest one so far. Yeah, I agree. Again, I agree. Mm. And I think it is the easiest one so far. Would you rather play a naked game of Twister with David Gold <laughs> or give up your season ticket next year? <laughs> Part of me, and obviously, you know, I'm very much into my women, would find the naked Twister quite amusing with David Gold. <laughs> like, from a non-sexual <laughs> point of view. Because like, I think it'd be interesting to see an old man trying to do that and like interesting to see the positions he could get into and I think I'd win I actually think I'd win because of his age and stuff although although to be fair I'm not exactly Mr Flexible myself it probably is a bit of a bit of a close shave but um but then do I love my season ticket at West Ham as much as I used to if you'd asked me this at Upton Park I would have said naked game of Twister mm. any day of the week I would rather not do or was it rather not do or rather do right um, yeah, what would you rather do? The, the game of Twister right. or give up your season ticket? So for Upton Park, no question. At London Stadium, I'm not as like bothered by my season ticket. And obviously, I haven't been for a year and a bit now, but part of me is actually curious to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I must state it is from a non-sexual like, interest, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd... Um, I think I'd what was it? I think I would write. What? How do I answer this question? What I'd write? I'd, I'd keep. I would do the naked game of Twister and keep my season ticket. <laughs> I think when he's next on the show, we have to ask <laughs> yeah. him what he would do. So, would you rather play a naked game of Twister with X or not go to the London <laughs> Stadium? What do you reckon he'd say? <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd go what for the we... Twister as well, which is great because you're you're both up yeah. for playing it with each other. So maybe that's something a bit of new content. <laughs> On a different maybe, tier on Patreon. Yeah. Well, imagine the stick I'd get for that tier. Like, Jesus. <laughs> it's, bad. it's bad enough for daring to break news on the Patreon. Yeah. And I'm playing Naked Twister. <laughs> Don't even get old. But uh, what, would you, what would you choose? <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. Well, I don't have a season ticket, okay, so this is easy make for it me. In more perspective, um, then, like not be able to watch a West Ham game on telly, say, like not be able to watch anything to do with West Ham. Well, as fucking awkward as it would be, I'd yeah, have I to think go you with have Twister, to, mate. And there is an element yeah. of like that would be a really good story to tell one day as well. Like, you know, one of the one, one of yeah, those yeah. things where you, you don't really want to do it. You won't enjoy it at the time, but when you reflect back on it, you kind, you kind of think, "I can't believe that just happened." So it'd be good, a good one for the stories, I think. I just got this fucking image of David Gold fucking saying, "Okay, X, uh, right hand green." 
he'd probably be lying. What he was really was was, was red foot blue or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that move puts your leg yeah, behind exactly. your head or something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, left foot blue. Oh, I mean, not red foot hell. blue, left foot blue. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I think definitely Twister. Okay, this is an interesting one. Would you rather get rid of trolls forever? And by that, I mean, you will never, ever, ever see a negative thing said about you or to you for the rest of your life. Or would you rather stop people leaking your news from Patreon? I'd rather never see a troll. Definitely. I think I'm, yeah, Mm. I'm quite convinced on that because the leaking of the news on Patreon, whilst it's bloody frustrating, usually it's the trolls that are doing it. (laughs) Um, and (laughs) And it is frustrating. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I don't own that news. Obviously, I found it out, but I don't own it. It's news. It's going to be someone else's news if it's not mine, and it's going to get found out eventually. Um, whereas the trolls just frustrate me so much, particularly those that do it anonymously. Like, the, there's a couple of idiots that have got their full name that have trolled me, and now I know just from knowing their full name where they live where they work, what their wife's name is. So I could do whatever I wanted to them if I wanted to. But there's others. Scary bastards. You know, at the end of the day, they're mixing, they're playing with fire, aren't they? They're going to expect to get burned. Um, It's going to get you. And um, whereas, and and sometimes I can't believe how moronic they are to actually do that, but they do. Um, And I haven't done anything yet to anyone, but it has been tempting a number of times. Um, Although I did catch a policeman once that was a troll. That was an interesting yeah, story. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a it? good one. That Yeah, because it's illegal what he was doing to me. And I pointed that out to him um, and pointed out that I could quite easily let that get back to his um, his sergeant or whatever they are called in the police force. And he, um, he shit himself, shall we say. But anyway, mm. I didn't do anything to him. Um, but yeah, the worst ones are the anonymous ones, just because I think it's so cowardly. Like how they do that abuse and the constant abuse, yet hide behind fake accounts and stuff. Leaves people that keep their name and their picture, obviously, like don't aren't afraid to maybe say it like generally because they put their name out there. But those little like dicks that have got anonymous accounts just really wind me up. So yeah, I think definitely that one. Okay. Interesting. What about you? Like you don't really get trolled that much. No, or... I don't really. I don't, to be honest. Um, yes, yeah, so it's hard for me to answer. It's a major that. name uh, off it's... the back of my news, and I take all the abuse. <laughs> 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 yeah, but do you know what though? I used to get a lot. I used to get a lot when yeah, we stuff. were kind of making a case for GSB yeah, at yeah. the time. Uh, I used to get a lot, yeah. then. but um, no, I, I don't really. But then again, at the same time my activity on Twitter is nowhere near as much as it is for you. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I pretty much keep myself to myself, really. I only pop up with the odd tweet. So it's hard for me to answer that, really. And it only points to, an, because of that, it only points to an obvious answer of people leaking news on Patreon because that directly affects me and us every day. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's really annoying because, like, in some ways I kind of need it for a little bit of credibility. Like, I don't mind it going out, like, a day or so afterwards. Like, in the next section, I'm going to announce two like signings to the club they are youngsters but they are players that have played for their first teams before so they're decent caliber of youngsters and one of the teams is a big team that he's played for um one of them has um and um and 
what I don't want is people to like, hear it on my podcast, our podcast, sorry, and then go and like pretend that they've heard it and then break it and then it comes out that actually I said it on the podcast, so that makes sense. So in some ways mm. people leak it in my name is better than just you know, people try to pretend. But at the end of the day, the problem is it's news. I can't, I don't own the news. Do you see what I mean? Like, oh yes, I have to work bloody hard for it. And people don't understand the effort that goes into keeping on top of everything. You know, I have to speak to people daily and like, like put things together and stuff. It's not just a case of, right, David Sullivan sends me an email. This is all you need to know. Job done. It really isn't like that. People just really don't understand. Um, but at the same time, the people that are nicking the news, I guess it's a compliment because they think it's legitimate, whereas the trolls are just sad, pathetic individuals. So, mm, mm, Yeah, very true, mate, very true. Would you rather go for a beer with Jimmy Walker or Ian Bishop? Oh, God, mate, that's really tough. We've had the honour of like meeting both. Yeah, two brilliant lads. Brilliant lads. Oh, that's funny. So hard. Funny as fuck as well. Exactly. Such good entertainers. Such funny lads as well. Real good blokes. That's really tough. I think I've got an answer, but it is really tough. I think I'm going to go Bishop. And the reason I'm going to go Bishop is when I was a kid, he played for West Ham and behind Stuart Slater. He was my second favourite player. So when I was in the playground, I would always like be... I love Julian Dix as well, but I think I love Julian more in his second spell because I think he was more injured in his first spell when I first started going. Because when he came back, I really loved him. Um, so a bit, I was always... If I wasn't allowed to be Stuart Slater, because my mate had chose to be him, then I was Ian Bishop. And, so that, and he also had more of a career at West Ham. So there'd be more stories to tell once you'd got past... The initial hilariousness of both of them, there'd be more sort of occasions you could talk about. So Mm. I think Bishop's had a bit more of an interesting career outside of West Ham. Obviously played for Man City and was quite a big player for them. I was in Everton's academy, played for um, in America as well. So I think Mm. he's just had a slightly more interesting career as well, whereas Jimmy only really played for West Ham and Warsaw. And I know he's at Tottenham for a bit and he played a few games for Colchester, but not like Bishop. So I'm going to go Bishop. Yeah, I make you right again, actually. I mean, two fantastic lads. There's nothing between yeah. them, really. No. I mean, be great to go up a beer with both of them. You know, you yeah. know you a good night there. But yeah, um, and also Bish loves a drinking sesh as well, bowl accounts. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I'd, I'd go with Bish on that. Would you rather give David Sullivan a foot massage whilst telling him what an incredible job he's doing (laughs) (laughs) or clean up one of my code reds by yourself. Oh, fuck's sake, mate. (laughs) That is absolutely horrendous. (laughs) I'd rather die. Is that an option? (laughs) You probably would clean up the code red, I think. It's fucking toxic. Oh, mate. (laughs) And the thing is, with the code red, I've experienced it, so I know how bad that is. <laughs> and believe it or not, despite what some of the trolls say, I've never given David Sullivan a foot massage. Wonderful <laughs> job he's doing. Um, because David Sullivan's quite small, I, don't, I guess he's had quite small feet. Yeah. So maybe the massage would only like not need to last as long because 
Because I was so smaller feet. I love how you're breaking this down and really giving this some serious fault. I need to make the right decision here because both of them are absolutely horrendous. If I'm going to subject myself to either, <laughs> then I need to be clear what I'm doing here. And you know, if you pick David Sullivan on this, someone's going to quote you saying X expresses desire to massage yeah. David Sullivan's feet on podcast. <laughs> it will be a headline on Hammers News tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, oh... I think I'm going to have to go the feet because the code red oh, is just disgusting. Ex. Mate, your code red is horrendous. Like, <laughs> honestly, I've never smelled anything like it. The apartment was like a fucking nuclear war zone. <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> devastating. And I'm still oh, mentally traumatized by that. Whereas I think if I massaged his feet, <laughs> And he, I was telling him how wonderful he was. <laughs> part of me would, again, it's maybe it's a weirdness. If maybe part of me would be semi interested to see how he'd react. There's a part of like, this weird, weird curiosity in my mind just to actually know what would, where, what, where that would go after. <laughs> so, um, I can have it, David Gold from Game of Twister, I'd imagine. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I'm gonna to have to go that one, mate. I mean, honestly, like the listeners are probably gonna go, "Oh, he's such a he's such a son of a brown nose upper." You trust me? Be a brown noser of code red is a is a hell of a lot worse. Seriously, like I've, as I said, I've never been round. I've never had the the situation where I've massaged David Sullivan's feet, but I have had the situation where I witnessed code red. And if I say to you all, you, you've got to imagine like. It almost like a sewer, a sewer of shits just exploding all over your kitchen <laughs> in Ibiza. And then you've got to remember that you then had to try and eat your dinner and drink your alcohol in that room for the remain the remainder of the holiday, whilst knowing that the shorts that were being worn at the same time had been disposed in a bin in a in a, a San Antonio. No, we were in San, well, what was the town we were in? Was it San Antonio? Was oh, that, was that place called? It wasn't Bora. Uh, Playa de Bossa, wasn't it? That's it, Playa de Bossa, Playa de Bossa High Street or whatever. God, can you imagine the fucking bin men when they had to pick that out? <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, I think mate. they've seen some sights in Ibiza, but that, that has to like tip, tip, be the tip of the iceberg, I think. Yeah. No, I can understand that, mate. I what think. would you do? So the thing is, it's your own shit. Where's well, so my own shit? You, I think you can always tolerate the smell of your own shit as opposed to others, can't you? So I, I think it's a bit about easier that. for me. I think I... Well, and, I've, and I've been there and done it, and I? Because, <laughs> you know, you, you didn't fucking help me clean it up, which to this day I think is a fucking disgrace. <laughs> Call yourself a mate. So mate, I seriously would have had... For me to have had to tidy that up, I honestly... <laughs> Not sure I could put a price on it. It, it would be really, really a lot of money, like a lot of money. Like, and I haven't got that much money, but I'm talking honestly, and I'm seriously being honest here. I'm talking maybe minimum hundred thousand. That fucking bad, mate. Ex. Honestly, it was I mean, it was most... bad. It ain't that fucking bad, mate, friend? O- mate, honestly, it was. Not, I don't think mentally I'd recover. And is is a hundred grand worth the mental trauma for the rest of my life? I'm not sure it is. <laughs> Honestly, oh, fuck! I was looking forward to your answer on that one. <laughs> Would you rather go back in time and attend the 1980 Cup final or the 1966 World Cup final? Oh God! Good question. Good question. 
both massively iconic in in not just in football but in like milestones of people's lives to be able to say I was at the 1966 World Cup final when my country won it in in my country well your team won it as well yeah as in you, you know you had three West Ham boys there that, oh right yes yeah sorry yeah that, that done yeah. the business and, and you even, would have seen Bobby Moore play as well yeah didn't even think of that side um, of it you know what though because I am club over country and I've always wanted to see West Ham and the fact that West Ham were the underdogs you know they were the league the well division two team championship team at the time you know they beat their London rivals one nil magical moment Trevor Brookin winners in the sun uh, I think I'm gonna have to go West Ham you know yeah do you know what this might surprise you this was a really close one for me really it was for a couple of reasons. One, if I'd have been at the England game, I'd have seen Jeff Hurst, Martin Peters, yeah. and Bobby Moore. You also would have seen an unbelievable game. And I'm not being funny, as much as I treasure the 1980 Cup final win, it was a fucking boring game to watch. Um, but we won the game and we won the Cup, and it was unbelievable. So I, that kind of made me think twice. And I think it's a tough one because of that. But like you say, to be the underdogs, to beat Arsenal and to win the FA Cup. And it was the last time we fucking did, which was before um, both of us were born. Well, before, before I was, I was born, born as well. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> I wasn't sure, actually. Cl- I was trying to do the match. It's close, <laughs> it's close but, it, but it was before I was born as well. Yeah. You were there, you were there celebrating <laughs> Alan <laughs> Taylor's two goals in five years That's before, right. weren't you? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, yeah, club over country. I think as as tempting yeah. as it would be for the reasons I've given, I think I would, I would, I would love I, I to. I think have been I would there have taken if it was like well, West Ham have never won the League Cup. But let's say if West Ham won the nineteen eighty one League Cup when we got to the final um, against Liverpool, I think I would have taken the World Cup over that maybe. But because it's the FA Cup and it's the last thing that we won, and you know, I think. I think, yeah. I mean, uh, another interesting one would be would you sacrifice being at the 2012 playoff final win or the 2005 one um, to be at the World Cup final? That's an interesting one because both of those games were magical as a West Ham fan. Yeah. But it's a playoff um, final rather than an FA Cup. Yeah, but it was. The thing is, you can't underestimate how well you know how important the yeah. playoff final is. I mean, it might be in a different division, but you know, to some degree, it's it's a bigger competition yeah. than yeah. the FA Cup because financially, what it means to the football club, and you're giving your chance uh, yourself a chance to rebuild for the future. And uh, now, I think for that reason, I'd, I'd take the playoffs. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think I would as well. I would. Yeah. Joe, you know what we should do um, is put these. Um, who do you prefer to the patrons? Actually, asked them as a poll. But yeah. you know, after I did the hammer of yeah. the year once, when we lost that, we lost that patron because <laughs> he was upset with all the emails he got. <laughs> well, maybe we shouldn't chance it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what other people yeah. think. Actually, it might. You know be what would what would happen as well? To go back to the code red, David Sullivan one. Every more people would put they'd rather clean up your code red. That I honestly, <laughs> uh, you don't understand. You weren't there. You were not there. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> 
he you weren't to, there, man. You weren't there. You need you don't to know hear how bad it, from it was. First hand account, like a witness, you know. It's like if you look at history throughout yeah. the years when you read like sources, <laughs> secondary sources, third hand sources, sources from people that weren't there, you don't understand. But if you get an eyewitness account, it's very, very valuable. And this was an eyewitness account, a nose yeah. witness account as well. And that was even worse <laughs> than the eyewitness. So, uh, so yeah. But no, it might be interesting to get the results on some of these, actually. Yeah, yeah. I would I would actually really like to see what people would say. I don't know if they get pissed off with the amount of yeah. different polls. But, I mean, look, turn the notifications off or don't fucking participate but uh I, I think that a lot of these questions are really interesting actually funny controversial yeah. and interesting so i'd be interested to see what people thought but let's go to the next question then this is a bit of a controversial one would you rather lose our pre-match events or would you rather lose patreon oh geez mate um that's really tough so that means if we lose patreon we never do a podcast again um no not necessarily because we go back to the old platform but we we wouldn't earn any money out of it if we're being honest we wouldn't earn any 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 money out of it um i think so we could still keep it going i'd rather lose patreon then yeah would you I mean, you'd be you'd be you'd be losing a, a well-filtered, solid community that we. Yeah, feel. yeah, that's true. And you, you'd you'd be going back to Twitter and, and putting yourself up on yeah. off to them. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The the community the community audience. element is a good point, definitely. But then there's a community element at the events, and we meet them in person. And we get to meet the ex-players that we've grown up watching in person, and get to know them as people. I mean, I know we do a little bit because of the interviews and stuff, but obviously. Most of the communication we've had with the ex players this last year or so has just been text messages and stuff. Um, yeah, actually, really torn. What, what do you think? Same, I'm, I'm really torn. I don't even think I've made my mind up as we speak now, to be honest. I think it's so hard. I think you'd, you'd be losing so much from either. I mean, the, um, the, the events require a lot of effort. A lot of effort. And I know I know yes, the patron yeah. does as well, but at least you can do that from your own home and stuff. Whereas the events, mm. you know, particularly when we were at the working man's club, I mean, geez, we used some if there was like an early kickoff, we used to have to get there at like mm. probably five in the morning, like set set yeah. up physically. I mean, you were always like a ball of sweat by the end of it and stuff. Like oh no, I was <laughs> yeah. fucked. Absolutely fucked by the time uh, and, then we, and then we and then the whole event's hard work. Because you know, I mm. you always have to be in charge of the microphones and the, the DJing and stuff, <laughs> and I was doing the tickets, and, yeah. and then if when things yeah. went wrong, which they occasionally did at the working men's club, it was just pure stress. Um mm. Mm. but they're not as stressful at the um at the new place because obviously we pay people to set it up for us. It's a like a proper bar, so things don't really go wrong in a proper bar, technically touch wood. Um oh, it's really tough, mate. The events were in terms of really sort of expected and if it wasn't for the events would we be as successful with Patreon mm. I don't yeah I think we would because I think Patreon is now the hub of the podcast and your news and it also reaches out to more people on a daily basis than the events do because that houses 200 people on an event and we've got more than that on Patreon so I, I think Obviously, I'd, I desperately wouldn't want to lose either, 
But I think if I had a gun to my head, I'd say I'd probably rather keep Patreon. Yeah, I think, and, and that is that is probably as well. Yeah, it's a I, tough one. I think I'm edging towards that purely because at the end of the day, when we've done an event, I feel absolutely shattered. Like when yeah. we finished the event, yeah. then I've gone to the game, and then yeah. we've then you and I have met up again after the game, and then we've sorted out the venue. Then we've gone home. It's the whole day, and I feel absolutely exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Whereas obviously, Patreon. I, I do from my own home after that, so mm. it's not as tiring. So, yeah, I think I agree with you. Just okay. Would you rather publicly reveal your sources or your identity? Well, <laughs> that's a question of how good a bloke I am. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is actually. It is. Uh, because it's it's like it's like you know it almost like do I snitch or not? Supposedly, you know, like snitches to save yourself. Yeah, to save yourself. Yeah, like that. Basically, if I, I think I'd have to, because of, because of the respect that the the sources have given and the and the trust they've put in me and the fact that they've jeopardised. You know, they didn't have to tell me the things they've told me that, that they they put so much faith and trust in me. I think it would be very very unloyal and a very prickish thing to do if I was like right actually well sodgy I'm going to throw you under the bus now because I don't want to reveal my identity I'd hate to reveal my identity lots of people know who I am now anyway so it's gradually getting revealed I'd hate to reveal it because I know how much shit I would get over Twitter and just I just couldn't take the personal insults that I know I would get but at the end of the day (laughs) if if you've been brought up the right way and if someone's been promised you not to snitch on them, not to tell on them, not to sort of, you know, I know throw them under a bus and such. It would be awful if I then did that. So I think I'd have to go with revealing my identity. Yeah. I'm pleased you said that. Right. Last one. If you could change one event in history, would you rather we won against Liverpool in the league cup final giving us a trophy that we've never won, but you wouldn't have been there to witness it. You're just changing the history books or swap the Newcastle defeat from last season for a win, which means we would have qualified for the Champions League next season. That's interesting. Because it's the League Cup. If it was the 2000, if it was the FA Cup, the one where we lost to Liverpool as well, I think it might be slightly closer because it was the League Cup. I think <clears throat> I'm not. No, no one's that bothered about the League Cup. I couldn't really tell you how many. I know roughly which teams have won the League Cup and stuff, but I wouldn't. You know, I couldn't really remember the final. I couldn't tell you probably. The, the, I can't even tell you what League Cup finals I can remember properly. The ones I could remember, like iconic ones of the nineties and early two thousands, I couldn't tell you. In fact, I'm even struggling to know who was in the final this year. Was it Tottenham and Man, Man City? Maybe was it this year? I think so. Yeah, Leicester won the FA Cup, didn't they? Yeah, yeah Man City won the League yeah. Cup, didn't they? Yeah. So, and it was against yeah. Tottenham, I think. And then yeah. the year before. I think, Man, I think Man City have won it about three years in a row. So that's the only reason I'm 
they would say them. Anyway, the point being that I've never seen West Ham play in the Champions League. And I think playing Champions League now, sadly, is, which just shows how far football's come on, sadly, is more important than winning the League Cup. So I think I would go with the three points against Newcastle. See, that's interesting because I actually disagree with you on that. Uh, first one. Yeah, I thought it's the second one, I think. That's it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I do. I, I, again, I think it's very close. Very close. My reasoning behind it is I don't really like the fact that we've never, ever won that trophy. Yeah. And if I could change it at the click of a finger, I, I would. And I would like that in the history books to go alongside our FA Cup wins. And as magical as it would be seeing West Ham playing the Champions League without being a bit of a negative Nancy, I think we'd probably get battered every week and ultimately end up in the Europa League, which is where we are now anyway. Mm. Um, Mm. Now, that's not to say I don't want to be in the Champions League. I'd I'd fucking love to be. It would be incredible. But that versus a registered trophy that we've never won as part of our history books, I think I'd take that. Mm, okay, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I, I could definitely see the argument, definitely. Mm. Well, I enjoyed that, mate. Some interesting yeah. answers. Yeah, well played, mate. Some good questions. Well good done. Stuff. Right, one for the patrons now. Would you rather get your West Ham-related information from a Johnny-come-lately bullshitting ITK on Twitter, or <laughs> would you rather get it from the best in the business? I know hey. my answer. To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the West Ham Way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West Ham Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West Ham Way Podcast Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise, and behind-the-scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even getting a dental checkup. Mr. Carter, wouldn't you prefer the chair? I'm fine on my bike, Doc. Well, let me know if you feel any discomfort. And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. All done, Mr. Carter. Remember to brush, floss, and lubricate your drive chain regularly. Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a stuntman to do their home renovations. Just finished the new sunroom, Mrs. C. The best part is I used candy glass for all the windows, so you can do this. And this. Doesn't hurt a bit either. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. And if you don't want to take the long way to the kitchen, the walls are breakaway too. See? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.